Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Our passage is from verse 1 to verse 12. But I'm going to start by reading just the first two verses. Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 to 12. But I start by reading verses 1 and 2. Amen. If you are there, shout hallelujah. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came to the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. Verse 2. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. Amen. So our topic of discussion this afternoon is a long topic. It simply says, healing for the body, the home, and blessings for the children. Amen. Amen. Healing for what? The body, the home, and it's a day that God is reaching out to all. Amen. And you will receive your own portion in Jesus' name. The Bible says in the passage we just read that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, the sayings that ended in uh, Matthew chapter 18, he departed from Galilee. And that's where we start our discussion from. He departed from where? Galilee. From Galilee. We are made to understand that the meaning of the word Galilee is sacred. C-I-R-C-U-I-T. When you say something in circuitous, I hope that's correct English. It means going around in what? In circle. In circle. And that implies that in order for you to move forward, you must break through. You must break forth. You must break out of that cycle. And so Jesus had an important assignment to fulfill. And he needed to break forth from that cycle. And I speak to somebody's life here today. That cycle that holds you back, that prevents you from moving forward, you are breaking, breaking forth from it today in Jesus' name. There comes a point in time that in order for you to obtain the desires of your heart, you need to move away from that which you are accustomed to. You need to move away from moving around in what? In cycles. Remember the book of Deuteronomy, the Bible says that God spoke to the children of Israel. You have cycled around this mountain long enough. It's time to move forward. It's time to possess your divine possessions. And you will possess them today in Jesus' name. Jesus had to depart from that circuit of containment, of limitations, and of what I call outside controls. Of expectations that were human but that were not of God. Do you know, brethren, that many of us live within human expectations that God even doesn't count anything to be? I count them to be anything. We are so much concerned. Oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I know God wants me to do. What if I do it? What will Barasso and so say? If I do it, what will pastor say? 
And because we are so much concerned about what someone or the other will say, we fail to fulfill divine purpose. You will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus departed from Galilee. That was the starting point of this message. But you see, he did not just depart from Galilee. The Bible says he went beyond Jordan. He did what? He went beyond Jordan. What does Jordan mean? Jordan means descender. That is something that does what? That goes down. You know, when we, those of us that did geography, it starts from somewhere up and it flows down. That's the meaning of Jordan. It simply means it's going down. So it's not enough that you break through from that cycle that is holding you back. The moment you break through, there's another step along the way that is intent on holding you back. But you will break through in Jesus' name. You will break forth in Jesus' name. These are little, little things that you need to overcome. That you may possess your possessions. That your testimony may be perfected. Jesus could not be contained at the Jordan. Whatsoever brings down. Whatsoever demotes. Whatsoever hinders from promotion. Shall not hold you captive in Jesus' name. The Bible says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall ascend into his holy mountain? He that does what? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity? Who shall ascend? That's a question for you today. Will you ascend? Will you go beyond the limitations of what you can see? The Jordan is what you can see, but beyond what you can see is a promotion that God has prepared for you. Amen. And I pray you will get there in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you will possess, possess it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus left Galilee. He went beyond Jordan. He went to a place called Judea. What is special about Judea? The word Judea means he shall be praised. He shall be praised. Who shall be praised? Judea is synonymous with the derivation of the name Judah. When Sister Leah gave her to Judah, she said, now my husband will praise me. Now I will praise God. And she called his name Judah. You will praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, the Bible says when he got there, multitudes were attracted. When he came to the coast of Judea, beyond Jordan, multitudes were attract, attracted. When you begin to praise God, your voice is no longer limited to yourself. Your voice now becomes a source of attraction. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Oh. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. Come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done me well. 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 Jehovah Jireh has done. Come and see, oh, come and see. Come and see, oh, come and see. 
Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our sight. Come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous. When you begin to praise the Lord, your victory cannot be contained. Your miracle cannot be contained. Your healing cannot be contained. God will perfect that healing in your life in Jesus' name. Because, brethren, the moment Jesus got to Judea, what happened? Great multitudes followed him. The moment the praise of God was manifest in his life, great multitudes came together. They followed him. And what did he do? He healed them. He healed them. Whatever sickness, whatever disease was brought to him by the multitude, Jesus healed them. Brethren, where there is praise, there is healing. Tell somebody where there is praise. There is healing. And there is praise in the house today. It's a day of rejoicing. It's a day of thanksgiving. It's a day of double celebration. Is that not so? We are dedicating two children. We are dedicating two babies. It's a day of celebration, not only on earth, but where? In heaven. And with such joy and celebration in the house, I want to assure someone here today, there's healing in the house. I said there's healing in the house. Because the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, is where? He's here with us today. That's why you can sing that song and say, come and see what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our eyes. God will do a marvelous thing in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, will do a marvelous thing in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus did not just stop at healing the bo- I mean, healing these people bodily. Take note that the Bible says, he began this work of healing in the midst of the multitude. What's the meaning of multitude, brethren? Multitude. Multitude. I looked at my Bible dictionary, and it says multitude means a casual collection of people. What does that mean? Casual. It means it wasn't a garden of the Pharisees. It wasn't a garden of the Sahinrin, or whatever they call them. It wasn't a garden of the scribes. It was a garden of ordinary people. That had come in contact with an extraordinary God. And he turned their situation around. You are here to meet an extraordinary God today. And you will not leave empty added in Jesus' name. Jesus did not stop at healing the health of 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 the people. He proceeded to give what I call the solution to the sickness of relationships. Some relationships are sick. And every sick relationship has a very simple solution. Like somebody said, he said, people will continue to say, Jesus is the answer, Jesus is the answer. He said, what is the question? The question is very simple. The question is all questions. Any question you can bring, who is the answer? Jesus is the answer. He is the answer to algebra. He is the answer to engineering physics. He's the answer to uh, uh, medicine. He's the answer to anatomy and physiology. 
An elderly man, I mean, a pastor told a story where I was in high school then. He said an educated man came across a fisherman. And they were discussing. And he started asking this fisherman, Oh, fisherman, do you know biology? Of course, the fisherman knew nothing about biology. He said, Oh, half of your life is wasted. And they continued discussing. And at the point, he said, Oh, my fisherman friend, do you know physiology? I don't know anything about physiology. He said, Oh, one third is gone. Do you know endocrinologists? I don't know all these things you are talking about. Say, oh, your whole life is wasted. Then they went into the boat. And they were on the sea going. And the boat capsized. And the fisherman said, oh, my educated man, do you know swimology? <laughs> Unfortunately, the educated man does not know swimology. And the fisherman said, your whole life is gone. Jesus is the answer because either it is swimology, physiology, endocrinology, or biology, he knows the answer. He has an answer. How is it possible for a man to throw a stick into water and the axe head will swim? What science is that? What science is that? Jesus knowledge. You are very close. Is somebody with me this morning? Whatever miracle is needed that you might obtain what God has proposed for you, only Jesus can give it to you. That's why He's the answer. Receive that answer in Jesus' name. I said, Receive that answer in Jesus' name. So Jesus proceeded to give the answer to a sick home and to a sick relationship. Is your home sick? And you think divorce is the solution? Hear what Jesus has to say about it. When you go to that Matthew chapter 19, from verse 3 to verse 12, you see the Bible says the Pharisees, the ones who did not come to him for healing, but who would rather come to him to tempt him. They said, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for any cause? And he said, he told them, Say, he that made the home right from the beginning. The Bible says he made them male and female. He went on to say, whatsoever therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Look at verse 5 of that passage. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And they two shall be what? One flesh. Very important. Is it right for a man to put away his wife? What is the answer? The answer is no. A very simple answer. Given by the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not right. Because it was not the intention of the creator of the home. We are made to understand that the oldest institution on earth is what? Is the home. That's where children are brought up. That's where adults that will impact the society for good are brought up. The expectation of God is that the man will live and the man will cleave. That what God has joined together, let no man, let nothing. Do what? Put asunder. Look not for excuses to dissolve your marriage. 
Rather, look for reasons to build together. Look for reasons to do what? Build together. If indeed God has joined you together. And that's very important. How do you know God has joined you together? Are you married or living in adultery? Why does the law allow for divorce? His answer was very simple. When you divorce your wife and marry another woman, what are you doing? He said, you are living in adultery. He said, when you marry a divorced woman, what are you doing? He said, you are committing adultery. So what was the solution to that sick relationship that Jesus gave? He said, seek to build. Seek to reconcile. This is what brings healing to the home. Our elders have an adage. They say, when two elephants fight, what, who suffers? What suffers? The grass suffers. When two elephants fight, the grass suffers. There comes a point in time that father and mother, they become what? They become elephants. They begin to fight. They ignore the, the, the emotion, the desire. What is best for those young children that God has committed into their hands? Remember what we are discussing this afternoon? Healing for the body. Healing for the home. And what? Blessing for the children. Healing for the body. Healing for the home. And blessing for the children. Seek to build, not to destroy. Seek to make God happy with what he has committed into your hands. Don't be the elephant and make the children of the relationship the grass that suffers. Haven't restored physical health? Haven't restored marital health? Haven't established the right relationship between father and mother? Jesus now said it is time to do what? To pray for the children. It is time that the children be blessed. They are being brought up in an environment that is conducive to divine blessing. They are being brought up in an environment that is conducive to receiving and retaining what? Blessing. I pray for every father and mother in the house today. You will be a blessing. Amen. I pray for every father and mother in the house today. You will be a channel of blessing. Amen. I pray for every father and mother in the house today. You will be a good reference point for your children. Amen. Some of us have had difficult experiences. When we think of our parents, you can lay the right foundation for those that are coming after you. You can make up your mind. That I might not have had the right relationship with my dad or with my mom, but I have made up my mind that my own children will do what? They will have the right relationship with me. They will be blessed. Christ will lay his hands on them and he will bless them. The blessings of the Lord will be established and will be permanent upon them. Healing for the body. Healing for the home. Blessings for the children. You make a way. You make an avenue to ensure that divine outflow from the throne of grace is permanently being released upon these children. That is your responsibility. You will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. 
I said you'll not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Yeah.